she said, take him from a land down under Where women glow and men thunder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder, yeah You better run, you better take cover, yeah You better run, you better take cover Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Cider Nation podcast, the unique baseball podcast. Brought to you by Jay Birdie Baseball Company. Get your Canadian baseball apparel at jbirdie.ca and make sure to follow them on social media. Today, we have former Canadian MLB right-handed pitcher, Matt Macy. Noel, thanks for coming on, Matt. Oh, you're welcome, Jeff. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I guess first things first, could you talk to us a little bit about what sports looked like for you growing up? Sports growing up were uh, contained um, hockey, football, basketball, volleyball, and a tiny bit of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> With some bowling in there. <laughs> well, and then, you know, like you were, you were, born in canada and then you did you went to high school in texas or like when did you move to texas there matt that's correct i moved to uh houston my uh freshman year of high school i believe i was 15 at the time gotcha okay or, was uh is that kind of when you got more into baseball or was um, was there much hockey in texas or <laughs> no there's not really no hockey in texas um so what actually had happened, I was I was in gym class playing dodgeball, and, and one of the coaches noticed how I was throwing and asked me if I would play baseball, and I, I started my sophomore year of high school. Ah, very cool. <laughs> so you had a fresh arm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say, a fresh arm. <laughs> uh, practice throwing snowballs most of the time, I think. <laughs> You know, and then you got drafted out of high school. Like, could you talk to us a little bit about that experience? Or, like, did you have, you know, like some colleges obviously interested you? And, like, kind of how did that look like? Sure. Uh, my scholarship I signed was with Rice University here in Houston. Yep. And um, San Diego drafted me in the seventh round. And, and the signing bonus at that time was pretty good. So I elected to uh, head that route. Yep. And, and signed out of high school. And then kind of after that, Matt, like kind of how did your grind in the minors look like? Uh, year by year. So I followed the, yeah. the uh, progression. My, my first year I went to um, rookie ball. My second year I went to uh, low A. My third year I went to low A. Then I skipped high A, went to double A, and then triple A. Yeah. With uh, San Diego, the team that drafted me. Nice. And I mean, I guess like could Matt, could you describe kind of what type of pitcher you were and kind of maybe velocity wise and like what pitches did you throw? Velocity, I was 92 to 94. I threw a lot of sinkers. Okay. Um, out pitch was a curveball, threw a slider, threw a changeup, or primarily those two sinker, curveball. And then, you know, myself being from Calgary, you know, you played with the Calgary Cannons. Uh, how was that season? I did. Uh, I played there in 95. Yeah. Um, great city. I love the city. I, I didn't realize, you know, on the East Coast, the West Coast is pretty, pretty, pretty different. Yeah. Um, I guess the only downfall was it got cold sometimes, even in July. 
But other than that, I, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't a pitcher spark by any means, but oh, yeah, so no. be it. That whole league's not. <laughs> yeah, the ball tends to travel out of Foothill Stadium. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the whole league was pretty much like that, and minus a couple couple cities. So yeah, sort of got used to it. And then Matt, could you talk to us a little bit about your MLB debut? My MLB debut was in. <laughs> Los Angeles against the Dodgers. And I came in in the bottom of the ninth with runners on first and second. That the irony of this debut was I had I had finished warming up and the undershirts were a Montreal's undershirts were a blue and a very, very faint gray. And I had my faint gray one on, and it was sticking outside the uniform. So La Russa went to the home plate umpire, argued about my uh, undershirt being too light. So the umpire came out and said I had to change. So I went in. I got to the end of the dugout, and they had some scissors, and they cut cut my sleeves off. Uh, by the time I went back out to the mound, my legs felt like they were 150 pounds each. So the umpire came back out. He goes, you nervous? I said, very. <laughs> and then he goes, you want a couple more warm-up throws? I said, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> so it started from there. So LaRusso was just trying to get into my head. And then just kind of saw, like, you, you batted a 1,000 in the bigs. Like, there's not many people that could say that. Like, how was that a bat? <laughs> yeah, I wish it was 100 for 100, but it's one for one. So... <laughs> How that at bat transpired, I was in Milwaukee, and at that time we were an American League team. And in the bottom of the ninth, it was a doubleheader night. So on the bottom of the ninth, the second game, we scored three runs off Dennis Eckersley to tie it. And there was a rule that stipulates on a doubleheader night that the the, the inning can't start past midnight. So it was about mm, probably like five minutes to five minutes to midnight. And LaRusso went out to argue with the umpire about balls and strikes. And as the time went on, Phil Garner got all upset and started yelling from the top of the dugout, telling LaRusso that he knew what he was doing, <clears throat> what was going on, meaning he was trying to stall till after midnight. So LaRusso took offense, Garner took offense, and then the next thing you know, it was like a 25-minute brawl. At the end of it, they kicked everybody out except for the players that were playing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that it, it progressed, and, it, and I think it ended at one fifty-five Central Time in the morning. It went uh, 12, 12 innings, I believe. So, so that, we lost the, We lost the DH, so I had to hit. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, was it – was it a hard hit single or like decent? Yeah, yeah, it was actually not too bad, you know. So <laughs> I, I go up there, I go up there, and I, the first thing I'm thinking, man, is it bright? I, I couldn't believe how bright it was for me. I never been up before as a batter. Yeah. Um, and then the first pitch he threw, I fouled off, and I'm like thinking to myself, "Well, he doesn't look like he's throwing that hard." And then uh, the second pitch, yeah, I hit a line drive right over his head. Nice. So the irony of that is, in spring training, I had gotten hurt, 
on Sundays, pitchers would hit sometimes just to break up the monotony, and I'd hurt my leg. So I missed the rest of spring training. I had to go rehab in uh, New Orleans or AAA for two months because because of the swinging. So when when I went to bat, they said, look, don't swing hard. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, it's easier said than done. You know, and then, you know, played a little international baseball. Like, how was that experience there for you, Matt? Like, look like Mexico, Taiwan. Like, how, how was that? Yeah, I played Mexico for... <laughs> Three years. Yeah, I played Mexico for three or four years, winter ball and a little bit uh, during the summer because I was coming off rehab of my shoulder. And then I played in uh, Venezuela for a couple winters. Okay, yeah. And then Taiwan. Yeah. Um, each one had their, their, their goods and bads, you know. it was I, I enjoyed it. Um, some guys didn't. Cause you sort of got to get accustomed to the, the customs over there, but I, I really had a good time. Was Taiwan kind of what I've heard about or like as kind of sketchy back then is what it, you know, the stories. Of- <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>. So <laughs> at, the, at the time I was playing, I, I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. And then after stories started coming out and then, I would replay plays in my mind and and, it, and then it started to make more sense. Ah, yeah, I got you. Like yeah, the, sure. the catcher would make <laughs> conspicuous throws. They were like, man, that doesn't look right. But then you wouldn't think anything of it. But then after I heard, you know, about all the accusations of gambling and stuff. Yeah. Um, it made, it made a lot more sense <laughs> as to what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard some interesting stories like, you know, pitchers, you know, unfortunately trying to throw games and like basically fastballs right down the middle, but then the hitters are also throwing games and swinging through it. Right. So it just, yeah. I, don't I, I think there's a lot of paydays. I think there was, um, yeah. because it was, it was to a point, well, this isn't even, so it's, it, if, if I pitched and won a game on the way, on the way to the bus, I would be handed an envelope by a fan. I think it was a fan, somebody, and then have equivalent to like two or three thousand U.S. dollars in it, but it was it was Taiwanese dollars. Yeah, gotcha. So then I was asking, "What's this?" And I said, "Oh, it's just a thank you that they 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 bet on you, and it's a you know a, a portion of their winnings." I'm like, well, nice. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was there's something else. So yeah, I think a new league was created after that, and there's there's people abolished for life and stuff like that. Yeah. Needed to change. Yes, indeed. And then you played, you know, and I had heard about the league, you know, like the, the Prairie league, you know, obviously, you know, with Canada and Saskatchewan and stuff like, like how was that indie league? Like. That wasn't bad. That was towards the end of my career. Uh, okay. I went there in 96. Yeah. Um, at that time, my shoulder was pretty much toast. It, it was, it was, competitive you know i i didn't think i thought there were some guys in there that were pretty good yeah and then there were others that were locals that were filling in yep but uh yeah not too bad and then you I mean, know matt baseball like, baseball you know it's just oh, absolutely yeah the, the higher you go up the more mistakes a pitcher makes the harder they hit it but yep. then the lower you go, you can make more mistakes and get away with it. That's about the only difference. Other than that, everything else is a little smarter. Yeah. 
And then Matt, like, like, did you ever represent Canada at all at any international tournaments or? I did not. No, no. Gotcha. And then like, did it matter to you? Like you did a little bit of both like starting relieving or did it matter to you as long as you're throwing or, you know, so when I was in San Diego, I was to start, I was exclusively a starter. So my first six years. And then when I got to Montreal, uh, I was a starter the first year, and then, and then uh, both, and then Milwaukee, I was both. But when I went to the the relief side, it was easier on my shoulder. Mm. <clears throat> so I had had two surgeries. My second surgery was in '93, and. My shoulder had always hurt from from the day I got drafted, and no one they couldn't really figure out why. So I had MRIs done, and nothing came about it. But the '93 surgery, the particular doctor didn't do an MRI; he did what they do uh, uh, an orthogram. So they, they shoot a die into your shoulder, and then sort of take pictures like a like a like an MRI. Okay. So he found something that was not correct didn't know what was going on but he said he wouldn't know until he went in there anyway my arm was broken so my arm was broken from an adolescent age and i think that was the reason that relieving relieved my shoulder some that i I, it was easier for me to get up pitch an inning and then do have to do it again the next day than than pitching six seven eight innings and then taking four days off and then getting ready on the fifth day because I would just I would just get ready on the fifth day. It would it take me that long just to get back to quasi normal. Uh, yeah, uh, and yeah. that's because of the break. Yeah, but everybody's got a story, you know. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and and Matt, like any advice there, like from a relief pitching standpoint, you know, I had a bad habit of probably throwing too many bullets and kind of you know wasting pitches in the in the bullpen. Like any advice from that standpoint. Yes. So in, and I, when I first moved over to relief pitching, I did the same. Um, once you get warm and then they, they sit you down and if you have to get back up, take your time, you know, and then, cause you always got eight pitches when you get out there. Yes. I would forget. So about I would, that. I would, I would get freaking <laughs> excited and get real hot real fast again and sit down. I'm like, Ooh, and then yeah. after a while you can't do it. So. Yeah. Save what you have. It doesn't take that long to get warmed up once you sit down and start again. Yeah. And then kind of read the lineup too. I mean, obviously I was a lefty, right? So kind of would, you know, pay attention to the lefties in the lineup. And, but uh, I just, yeah, I, some, I had a bad habit of kind of forgetting about those eight pitches on the mound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's normal, you know, and, until you, <laughs> until you, sort of modernize yourself to or to get used to it that that's that's normal yeah well and i guess too too now right like with you know and just kind of want to ask you too like with you know what are your thoughts like with kind of the weighted balls and all that part right but like you need to be able to get hot quick right like you can't necessarily go through your you have to find a way to do that routine i guess but like i don't know like any thoughts on that or kind of weighted balls or i'm old school yeah so yep. do the weighted balls work? Yeah, they did a three-year study as to why they worked. 
Yep. And that's why you're seeing a lot of people get hurt. Um, and I sort of correlated to this when you went into the bucket to warm up. So like, you know, the ball bucket. Yep. If you picked up a weighted, if you picked up a waterlogged ball, the first thing you would do is change it. Yep, absolutely. So <clears throat> my question to the kids were, so if it's a blue ball or, or green ball, you'll throw it. You know, because that's pretty much what a weighted ball is, just different color, but heavier. Yeah. So I think it, it, it puts increased tension on the elbow, um, especially if you're young. Now, I don't know what kind of study they did as, as far as, I mean, I know, I, I understand it, but I don't know if they took, say, college juniors. You started the weighted ball program as a college junior versus, you know, these kids starting them as freshmen or younger. Um, yeah. I, I'd be interested to see if I took just uh, 100 college juniors and started them on the weighted program. Or even that matter, just a college student, what the what the uh, correlation is between that and the elbow. I don't I don't know. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because they've grown into their body, so everything's now, you know, grown up in uh, concession. Yeah, and kind of. Uh, so you, you're familiar with the weight of ball, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So the laydowns more. That's all it is. Is your 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 laydown with where your arm. Yeah, lays down technically uh, is greater. Yep, that's it. You know, so no, I, I, I don't. I'm not a big component of it. And then you know, Matt, like with this being sidearm nation, like was there ever a period in your career where you dropped down or thought about dropping down or? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. That'd be like me pitching left-handed. Wasn't going to happen. Yeah. No, that's very fair. Um, did you have many teammates that were sidearm submarine pitchers? Oh yeah. Yeah. We had a, it yeah. was so I came we Will and I came up at, at the time that it was sort of getting to be popular. Yeah. So there was a year I was in uh Vegas where we had two of them. Okay. And if the ir- irony of this was that the one was the eighth guy, eighth inning guy, one was the ninth inning guy, and they'd swapped. Nice. Well, whoever pitched second got whacked. The first guy did okay. So <laughs> it really didn't matter on the person. It depended on who was pitching the eighth. Because once they saw that for a couple innings, uh, that was it. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was uh, funny. Funny <laughs> in a bad kind of way. That's yeah, true. <laughs> and then, Matt, like, kind of what does baseball look like for you now, um, you know, coaching-wise? And, yeah, what does it look like for you? Uh, I stopped coaching maybe three years ago as far as team. Gotcha. Um, I do individual lessons now. Yep. Uh, pretty booked all the time. And that doesn't really change. And, and especially here because it's, it's probably at least 10 months out of the year, if not 11. Even though I'm not really excited about that either. But. <laughs> The problem you have is if you take off three or four months and the other guy doesn't, then by the time you know tryouts come, you're rusty and he's not. It's uh, yeah, that's true. You know, becomes an obstacle. And then, like, just anything you've kind of noticed, maybe Matt, like just you know from a you know Canada USA standpoint or anything you I mean, you know, baseball in Canada is definitely growing. 
um, you know, over the past 20 years, but just maybe anything you've noticed from that standpoint or. So I talked to scouts. Okay. Yeah. And there's <clears throat> just in U S alone. It's a big difference from state to state. Like California okay, yeah. may have the best talent. <clears throat> they say Louisiana and Georgia has the best athletes. Okay. And Texas is the most aggressive. Okay. Um, and and part of the problem, well, I couldn't say problem, part of the, the, the characteristics of that is the big high schools here are four or five, 6,000 students. So you got... <clears throat> You know, a hundred kids being for twenty spots. Yeah, very true. Um, so then, what happens is a lot of them don't make it. They they actually we we are like the, the high school here. Uh, high school here supplies a lot of athletes to the uh, private schools around mm -hmm. because they they can't make it here. Um, Canada, I can't really correlate baseball at all. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, I would imagine that, that the West coast is probably better than the East coast just due to weather yeah, as far absolutely. as players and put out. Yeah. yeah they yeah. just get a little more, a little more time outside, right. And tend to just have a little more baseball IQ just from the games and practices that they've get, gotten. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that that doesn't surprise me at all. It's just like here with the South, you know, the South, the, the players are ahead. Yeah, definitely like a lot of raw talent. Um, you know, I think a lot of the Canadians that do go down South and play, a lot of coaches, um, you know, tend to love having Canadians, seem to have a good work ethic, right? But yeah, just a lot of raw kind of talent and just... Hopefully, yeah, like I said, it's kind of seems to be kind of changing. And, you know, I think a lot of guys are maybe realizing hockey is not an easy route and not that baseball is easy <laughs> either, right? But <laughs> less competitors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little no, more. No, they, uh, they, 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 oh, you're referring to college. Yeah. Yeah. The college coaches love the Canadians. They got the hockey mentality. You yeah. Know, and that, that's sort of like a, a Texas baseball player. The, the mentality is just different. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, Matt, it's just time for our ninth inning call to the bullpen. So just going to be some random questions just to learn a little bit more about you. Sure. Uh, favorite NHL team? Uh, growing up was Toronto or Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. Now it's just hockey. Now it's just hockey? <laughs> uh, I just love watching it. Uh, yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter who it is. <laughs> Uh, favorite travel destination? Favorite travel destination? I'd have to say Japan. All-time favorite professional wrestler? Like a WWE wrestler? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, Andre the Giant. Yep. Uh, favorite baseball movie of all time? For the love of the game. And then, Matt, these next three questions, just going to be like if you could take anyone dead or alive, and the first one is just to like an MLB baseball game to watch in the stands. As an individual? Yeah. Am I watching an individual? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, just hanging out with someone, kind of anyone dead or alive. Oh, just I kind see. Of watching just talking. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, what's that catcher's name? He's got all the sayings. That old New York catcher. Oh, um, yogiisms or yeah, oh, yogi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, like to, yeah. I'd like to talk to Yogi. <laughs> um, and then for a round of golf, hmm. probably Tiger. Yep, Tiger Woods. Yep. And then the last one would just be you know out to the bar for for some drinks. Any athlete? Anyone? Yeah, it doesn't even have to be an athlete. Man, stumping me. Oh, no. <laughs> There's too many to name. Let me think, though. <laughs> Frank Thomas. Nice. And then, Matt, if you could be an Olympian other than baseball, any sport, summer or winter, what sport would you like to do? Hockey. Hockey, yep. Yeah. And then last question there, Matt, like on that 1993 Milwaukee Brewers team, do you remember the DH kind of slash first baseman that was from Enderby, British Columbia, Canada? Um, yeah, I can remember him. <laughs> well, I remember his name. That's the key. Um, give me a hint. Uh, his initials are KR. Kevin Reimer. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Kevin Reimer. Yeah, yeah you, you can have hit. to forgive me. My 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 memory's going a little <laughs> bit. So no, all good. <laughs> yeah, good. I remember Kevin. That was a good yeah. that was you know what that was a, a pretty tight knit bunch. We weren't yeah. the best, but we weren't the worst. And it was it was a fun team. Did you come across like did you play with any other, you know, many Canadians or there definitely definitely wasn't as many kind of back then, right? And see David Waynehouse, Matt yeah. Stairs. Yeah. Um I think there was a, another pitcher. Nice. But yeah, there wasn't a whole there wasn't a whole lot. No. 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 Not yet. And then kind of kind of saw there, Matt, like your your stepson uh Connor made his MLB debut a few years ago. Like how how special was that? Oh, that was pretty neat. You know, he's yeah. he's the uh, starting catcher for Boston now. Yeah. Um, he made his debut with the Dodgers and then was traded in that Mookie Betts deal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was that was it was pretty exciting. And then I've got actually I've got a son-in-law that played for Anaheim and Oakland last year, and he elected to go to Japan this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's playing over in Japan. Very cool. Yeah, so baseball family doesn't run out. No, I, I appreciate you coming on, Matt. Is there any shout-outs sure. before we sign off? Uh, say hi to say hi to Canada for me. <laughs> Miss it. <laughs> I haven't been there in a few years. <laughs> no, we'll we got do. a lot of family up there. She said, Do you come from a land down under? Where women glow and men thunder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder, yeah You better run, you better take cover, yeah You better run, you better take cover